smashed my face off an outdoor pull-up bar the other day and it still hurts. Did you get fucking high and decide to cut your beard again? <laughs> you idiot. I wanted to thank you guys for finally naming uh, the BMF because it's something that I've just been like using the wrong words for for a while. Mm. And I'm glad that you guys came up with a name for it. You you put it like, what, 20 now? Yeah. And I'm glad that there's finally like a phrase and a, and a definition. You got to explain this. Yeah, so Craig me. has no idea. I'll let you explain. That's but a, I just wanted to thank you for, for, honestly, having, for finally like coining a phrase. Man, yeah, yeah, and well, your your gratitude for that is is the ultimate compliment because that's a, <laughs> the BMF is kind of is is one of our our babies. It's one of the the it's one of the cornerstones of of our of our views on rock, and uh, it kind of like gets tied into all all these different all these different uh, these different ideas about music. But uh, essentially, the the quick way to describe the BMF is. It's the point in the song in which all all of the production layers, all of the sonic layers of the band are fully activated and they operate on they they operate with one common one thing in common, right? So um that could be that could be rhythm, that could be a note, that could be punches, whatever it is. This is not the point in time in the song where you know the bassist is ripping the drummer is ripping and the guitarist is playing a solo all of which are separate this is the moment where all three or in our case all three members but all the members of the band come together and everything operates as one sound and that's to us like this is like the this is the ultimate wall of sound this is the ultimate thing that you can combine instruments together and create in the rock world and uh, and that covers everywhere between you know 20 hertz to 20k hertz and that's the full spectrum everything everything is going and everything is fully active um but it's also heavily rooted in in the fact that this is not something that happens in with lead parts because part of our belief in in the issue with rock that we saw was this this accent that rock bands always place on on uh lead parts being the big climactic moment of a rock song is like when you have like a guitarist just ripping his guitar solo and he's at the top of his neck and like to us that was just like that's that's not the thing that impresses us when we go see a band the thing that impresses us when we go see a band is when the entire band just fucking locks together and and it becomes this wall of sound so that's what we named the bmf and we noticed like it's a pretty much it's 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 all about the rhythm and it's all about the rhythm section and that introduced us to this whole idea is like then you introduce into rock this whole new aspect which is a much bigger bass like lots of bass that hip-hop adopted really well and now like it's like a given a hip-hop production is gonna have lots of bass we never got to the point where like real rock music was represented in a way where it had that much bass that never that hasn't happened yet so that's that's kind of like where the bmf and that's like largely where our entire sound came from was was that desire and, and we would always listen to rage against the machine and go holy shit imagine that riff you know imagine that fucking riff if it was produced by a hip-hop producer if if that bass was just driving and and the tones were just huge imagine every every aspect of this frequency spectrum was just filled to the ultimate fucking tipping point that would be the ideal the ideal top sounding 
rage record to us. So that's kind of like what we spent a bunch of time envisioning and then trying to create through our own sound. But that's BMF. So with that said, with that said, I think I know what BMF means. <laughs> yeah. But what 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 does it stand for? It stands well. It stands for big motherfuckerness. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. That's yeah, what I man. thought. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big motherfuckerness. It's yeah. funny too because like that was something uh, I over the past like few years with like with newer rock coming out and stuff. I was like noticing this pattern of like, there's not that many guitar solos anymore, yeah. but there is a pattern now of like these songs have these like moments in them where the guitar solo might usually be like mm-hmm. typically in a song. There's yep. just these like badass moments in songs. And then that was something that I was bringing. Cause like the guitar player in my band is a, a ripping guitar player and he loves love solos and i was like dude i was like i think that like solos are out and like it's been something that we've been writing songs a lot now where it's like okay cool we're at like the middle section of the song and it's like what what are we doing here to make it better than the fucking last one yeah that's not just like all right let's uh i guess it's a guitar solo now that we'll do yeah. in this middle section yeah, it's almost like a cop out to do to just yeah, be like all right well guitar solo now the thing the thing is that this is a trend that I've noticed a lot in other genres as well, particularly in funk music. I've noticed that funk guitarists are very, like their lead parts are very rhythm driven. And like, like it's like, for example, like uh, the Mike, Michael Jackson stuff is a good example of, of, of a funk guitar playing that is, that is, that sounds like lead parts, but they're all rhythm parts, you know, like, all those lead guitar parts in throughout Thriller are all just, they just drive the rhythm. And uh, I noticed that, like, even when you watch the interviews of these guitarists, they'll talk about their technique and they'll mention this. They'll mention the fact that it's, that what they're doing is just applying the practice of playing their guitar as though it's a lead part, but playing a rhythm part and that contributing to groove and then letting the groove be the actual, the bigger voice that is, that is communicating from, that is communicating the musical piece that you're hearing. And so that, that was very insightful for me because I just listened to like a shit ton of uh, Wolfpack and fuck yeah those <laughs> holy shit, dude, that's like, see, like that is, that is groove. Like Corey Wong is, He's a, he's an incredible lead guitar player, but he's even better of a rhythm player, and he's such a good rhythm player that you can't you can't even replicate his rhythm parts. That's how good they are. But uh, dude, you like the band, right? You're a, you're the band guy. No, I I don't have a history with the band. No, I don't. Oh, dude, you gotta listen to the band. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. You're gonna love that shit. But yeah, Wolfpack are fucking amazing. Yeah, man, dude, like that. They're they're uh, live at Madison Square Garden show. Just changed my life. Oh fuck yeah! I I gave that. We do uh, you should jam all the time for this show, and I gave that album to Caleb, and it is still. It's got to be high on the list. It's I my think number, it's been my number one for like the whole number like, one, baby. Months. Yeah, no, it, number one. It, it honestly, incredible. it honestly is that good. And take this in. One of the best parts of it, their entire product. It's all DIY. It's yep. all recorded at home, yep. all no label, all mixed by Jack Stratton, and it's all like, dude, that's to me, that's the best. It's the fucking best. Yeah. 